0: Hey, listeners, Dennis here. I've been waiting a whole year to publish another set of these upcoming episodes. As a matter of fact, what started out last year as one episode, we've expanded to a three-part series of the LA Auto Show. In this episode, you will get to hear from the product planners of the automakers. These product planners are in charge of not only assigning which products or vehicles, to showcase at the variety of auto shows across the United States but they also serve as the knowledge base for retailers, customers and even corporate executives. So you are virtually hearing the word of God. Feel free to skip towards the particular automaker that you would like to hear from. At 248 we feature a tour of the Audi booth at 1540 we feature the Land Rover booth and focus on the relaunch of the Defender. At
1: 24.30,
0: we turn to the sibling of Land Rover and that is Jaguar. At
1: 35 minutes and 33 seconds,
0: we were hosted by three team members of Mercedes-Benz.
1: At 47 minutes and 11 seconds,
0: the head of BMW's product planning division Takes us around their booth. And finally, at
1: 5546,
0: we have a strange new contender in the luxury SUV segment, and that's Lincoln. Be sure to tune in to the other two episodes where we feature sports cars for dads and a cup holder car review. Yes, you heard that right. If you are a loyal listener to the show, I hope this provides some brightness and motivation in your day, and if you are a new listener, consider subscribing to Wisco Weekly as we focus on the new business models for the mobility of people and goods. Certainly, one of the legacy models that is seeing disruption is the business operation of automakers, and with the November 2020 elections less than a year away, there will be policies that affect these new business models on how you and your goods move. Now, listeners, I welcome you to our second annual Audible Tour of the 2019 LA Auto Show.
2: You are now tuned in to the Wisco Weekly Experience.
0: Well, this, an S8
3: long okay. wheelbase, though, that's... Absolutely, yeah. So this like is the first time wheel we've wheel done the, the S8 wheel as a long wheelbase. wheelbase. Yeah. Yeah. And it has the new V8 by turbo uh, motor in it. It's long wheelbase only in the U.S. It has um, dynamic all-wheel steering standards. 463 horsepower. It has Quattro Sport differential standard. Also has our predictive active suspension standard. So um, full full control, m- much faster than competitors' um, hydraulic systems because this one's electromechanical. It's running off the 48 volt system. Um, you can also think of this as taking the place of the W12 in the past. Oh, so the W12. You can get, yeah. you can get the full um, full executive rear seat. Package okay, in there the, yep. that'll give you the. The power footrest; it reclines almost flat in the back seat. You can get a, a heated foot massage sitting in the oh. in the back now seat. That's, on the that right wasn't
0: side. on the W12, if I recall. Yeah, that was definitely that a was pre- on the, the, in the, the, in the foot D4. Mas- the pre- oh, really? No,
3: so the heated foot massage yeah. is new in, in the yeah. D5. Okay, uh, Aa, okay. but the reclining seat was there. But what's new in the, this new generation is the heated foot massage.
0: And listeners, by the way, you are now tuned in to the Audi the Audi booth and explaining all the different wonderful products. And of course, listeners, you know that I'm a big Audi guy. I'm an Audi enthusiast, so we had to do this tour. But with me, uh, giving us a tour of the Audi booth is?
3: Anthony Falk.
0: And Anthony Falk is
3: with Audi, and you do? I'm a product manager, basically handling all of our um, large vehicle car lines. So A6, A7, A8, Q7, and Q8.
0: Awesome, well, the the Q8, (laughs) is a phenomenal car. Yeah, we'll get around to talking with yeah. that. You know, one of the things that I'm noticing here, Anthony, uh, we're looking at the S7 right now, but I'm noticing that more manufacturers are putting this camera on a side view mirror. I don't recall that to be the case. Yeah,
3: so these are the um, parking cameras basically. And we've they've been on there, but you probably haven't noticed them because they've been tucked up much closer to the door and now they're out closer to the end of the, um, the rear view mirror, the the exterior mirrors, and when you put them out there, they have a much better view around the car. I mean, I so remember it's the, the angle of these cameras, and that's why they're being moved. I
0: remember the top view
3: feature that does give that's you top view. Yeah. God, I don't remember for but some reason you, the cameras
0: on the side view yeah, mirror. Yeah, they've
3: always been un- under. Uh, have they? Okay. But farther in, and see what that's doing is it gives you a wider top view, and also what that's doing is you can also see the um, parking sensors have been moved a lot further around on the side. Yep. So all the way around on the, even on the wheel well on our cars and underneath there in front and back there's also a, um, a radar. Yep. So you've got the um, ultrasound and we've also got the radar. Are and you familiar that with... is giving you what we call pre-sense 360. So the car can actually mm-hmm. see all the way around. So if, if you're about to be, um, you know, it's have a collided. side impact or mm-hmm. a T-bone, um, the pre-sense system will Close the windows, hmm. grab the seat belts, put you up in a in a better seated position, and that's one of the reasons the sensors are moving farther around the sides, as well as that camera that you've noticed.
0: So, S7 price range on this is what about maybe sixty eight to about
3: eighty on the on the S7. On the S7. Um, S6 is about ten less, and um, yeah, these are just hitting the the dealers in the next couple weeks. They, the S6 S7 and S8 are all S- the on the S- way. S- the
2: S8L,
0: where does this start uh what is the price range on that
3: start? Oh, I believe it's around 115 to 120 of so. Course, I don't I, know if, the exact if, number off the top of my head. If I
0: recall correctly, but that is
3: hard, that is all the hardware built in standard like sure. like I said with the sport differential, the steering, the suspension um, the S6 and S7, they have um, basically a sport package on top. It starts with air suspension, and then you can get dynamic all-wheel steering, and um, the sport differential is an option because not everyone with an S6 or s seven right, wants all, that right. hardware. Yeah. The, yeah. For them well, if I recall,
0: car. the S6 S7 will have a price range about plus or minus twenty-five thousand from the base. S8 is yeah. definitely going to be probably a little bit more, maybe closer to 40. Yeah. But from the
3: base base, yeah, it's a, yeah big, base. it's a big swing. Also, one of the highlights of the um, S6 and the S7, it's the new um, V6 um, twin turbo that actually has three turbos in it. So it's the, it's derived from the RS5 motor. So we had a V8 in the S6 and S7 the predecessor. Now we have a, a V6. It has a an electric compressor. So it's really three turbos. So you've got the two turbos that are feeding the um, cylinder banks and then you've got an electric compressor that runs off the 48 volt. And that electric compressor is feeding the two turbos that are going into the engine. Is that
0: the first for this motor year? Yeah, and that
3: runs off the 48 volt. So um, that's a really special motor that's in the S6 and the S7.
0: Okay, so now we are at my ultimate favorite car of all times, finally. Finally, the this A3 front wheel drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Um, we're out here looking at the RS six Avant. Tell us about this RS6 Avant.
3: It's a huge uh a huge deal for Audi of America. This is a car that's existed for a few generations in the wrestler world, and it's kind of been this um forbidden fruit that we haven't been able to have for a long time, and now here it is. It's it's coming to the US next year. It is, uh, it, you know, the it's an A6 wagon with 491 horsepower. It has um, 590 pound feet, V8 by turbo uh, It can, it comes with 155 miles an hour top speed, but Starting if you get- price? Yeah, well, you'll know it next year. (laughs) Um, No, so this is the the debut for all these, so we're not talking prices on any of these. Okay, okay. But this car, if you get ceramic brakes, in the U.S., it'll have a top speed of 190 miles an hour, Uh, zero to 60 in mid-threes. We have ceramic brakes in three colors, in gray, uh, red, or blue. It has dynamic all-wheel steering standard, quattro sport differential standard. Uh, It's got... As much cargo space. It's kind of the cargo space is fit between a uh, a, Q5 and a Q8, Uh, so it's practical and it's very fast and very sporty.
0: And of course, all the luxurious amenities that an Audi and a luxury vehicle would offer you. Power, uh, power boot door there.
3: You've got these huge um, oval exhaust pipes that come all, all hot pipes on all the A6, A7. A8, um, S, and RS model. So we've got the hot pipes on those. Um, RS always has the oval um, tailpipes. You've got this carbon fiber in the diffuser on the back end. Um, Does this plenty have, of space. Uh, My mountain bike fits back there. Uh, no problem.
0: Much like the Q5s and whatnot, this is the the the, the fifth door here. It has an adjustable height. You can preset yeah, sure. the height. Yeah, yeah. You okay.
3: can, yeah on, all, on all of our um, tailgates, you can just by holding the yep the button down up here you can adjust it to whatever height you want so it does so either if you can't reach it depending on your height or so that you don't want it to um you know hit the roof in a parking garage or your garage somewhere.
0: Now I'm gonna put words in Anthony's mouth and that is I know that he does not want dealers marking up that car. So just know that you know we all don't want a markup a premium we we want happy customers. we want happy customers. We want happy customers. All right so now we're walking over to what is also another phenomenal phenomenal vehicle in the Audi lineup and that is the Audi e-tron Sportback which there's they we've already debuted the Audi e-tron. However, this is a shorter version of the car. No, no, no. it's a,
3: it when it comes to the size of the body it's okay, it's if it's shorter it's just because of the um length of the bumpers or anything. like they're basically the same um, length and width as the e-tron SUV that we have parked right, right next to it, and basically what we've what we've done with this is we've brought a coupe SUV, so you get the you know the thrilling drive of a, of an electric vehicle um, with the with the styling of the Audi Sportback.
0: I mean, I guess it does have a little bit more of the A seven or the A five yeah. Sportback yep. finishing end as opposed yep. to kind of the rounder version of the e-tron.
3: Yeah, the, I mean, the e-tron um, is really developed to be an SUV in the heart of the market with the, you know, it has a fairly flat uh, roof with plenty of, of cargo space in it. And the e-tron Sportback has similar drivetrain, yet it has a, the sportiness of a Sportback. So it's it's more of a design oriented, but it's also um, has a good amount of cargo area, but um, you know, slightly less than what you have in the SUV.
0: And then it's also debuting the new side view mirrors that have a camera built into it now as opposed yeah, to- Yeah, which are
3: not legal in America. They're, they're not um, those that type oh, of um, camera-based mirror, and that's why nobody has it in, in the U.S. Okay. On, at all. It actually brings a big aerodynamic gain, um, but it's available on the e-tron SUV in other markets, but um, and not for the U.S. In range? Range in, in Europe, there there's a WLTP range. It's sl- slightly more because of the aerodynamics, but we don't have a U.S. range Okay. Yet. Okay. But we, I, I shouldn't put it that way. We don't quote range. The EPA tells us what the range is, just like fuel economy.
0: And when when will this uh, debut here in the in the states? It's
3: coming next year.
0: Next year. Okay. Great. We got the Audi e-tron
3: sportback. Sportback.
0: Uh, we've taken you through. Listeners, the Audi RS6 Avant, all the the S8 long wheelbase, the S7, the S6. And of course, there's many other vehicles here. You have the R8. You have a TTRS, which is one of my favorite vehicles of all time.
3: Uh, we all, what, what we didn't have room for on the stand. We also have a um, well. We have the Q5 plug-in Q5, hybrid. Yep. We will also have an A7 plug-in hybrid this year. Um, the A8 plug-in hybrid. Uh, so we have you know we we introduced our second full battery electric. we we also have three plug-in hybrids coming this year. And then we also have S models and RS models.
0: It's exciting. That's exciting. New Q3
3: this year. Um, and of course, the
0: RS Q3. In in, a, R- in no RS Q3
3: here in the US. RS Q8. RS, will, oh, um, RS Q8. I'm yeah, sure. sorry. I thought this was the RS Q3. No, oh, no That's no, why um,
0: initially. Okay.
3: No, this is the RSQ8. So that's that's that the is pretty, first. That's pretty badass. That is the first. Well, this is the world debut of it. And right here in Los Angeles. And it's. The, I'm
0: sorry. So when you were talking earlier about. I, for some reason, I thought this was the RSQ3, which I was like, I'm not no, so the excited. 3 is over there, the orange RS Q, car. RSQ. Okay. Let's end with this. RSQ8. What are the specs on this guy?
3: It has the V8 bi turbo. Um, Same as the RS. Zero six to 60 naturally. in the mid three seconds. It has. Um, it's a. Like all of our uh, large cars, of 48 volt. So it has um, electromechanical active roll stabilization, standard. And it has um, all wheel steering, Quattro Sport differential. All wheel um, steering, that's the
0: same on the Q7, where the rear wheels yes, also turn. Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: Um, and sh- trying to think what else, all the hardware in here. I mean, yeah, this, I mean, this two- car just set the, the record for SUVs on the Urbogring. Around, I think it was 7:42. So fastest SUV ever on the Nurburgring on the Nordschleife, and what I would say about that is you don't get around the Nordschleife fast with just a lot of power, 591 horsepower. But you have to be able to carry speed through the corners also. Yeah. And this yeah. thing with the electromechanical active roll stabilization, the sport diff, the um, the steering, um, being able to turn the rear wheels, uh, that is what allows you to carry speed through the corners and it really allows you to get this really fast track time. So this is a very exciting vehicle for us. You get um, sport sedan um, handling um, and you get to sit up high. All right, we are at the Land
0: Rover booth and of course they're debuting the Defender. We're gonna be exploring what the Defender 90 is and then perhaps also even the five door Defenders with me to give this audio tour is
4: Simon Turner and I'm the product manager with Land Rover for North America.
0: Simon Turner. So Simon Turner, we're looking at the Defender 90. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about this particular beautiful two-door powerful off-road SUV.
4: Sure. So this is the North American debut for the new Defender. It's been absent for, from the U.S. for just over 20 years. It's long, long anticipated, long awaited. Um, and it is really a reincarnation of, um, embodies the spirit of the original Defender in a, in, a, in a thoroughly modern and contemporary way. So there are two models. The one we're looking at now, as you pointed out, is the 90. We have the 110 here also, which is the five-door version. So uh, the last Defender that we sold in 1997 in the US was indeed a 90 version. So it was a three-door version similar to this so one thing with the new Defender it is instantly recognizable as a Defender the old silhouette from the original vehicle is fully embodied in 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 this in the shirt that you see in front of you right now so the feature lines the style the lines very very similar to the original vehicle so a true interpretation it's all new but it represents clearly what Defender was all about in the past. Is
0: the one that we're looking at now, is there? Is this a specific package that's on this 90 that makes it look the way it is?
4: So the first model year, we'll be offering a single model in the 90 and that will be the first edition. So this is uh, broadly speaking a first edition. It's a unique combo, uh, white a Pangea green with white contrast roof. Say that one more time, the colour. Pangeo Green,
0: Pangia Green
4: with a white contrast roof. Okay, um, and broadly speaking, with some slight variations, this will be the model we'll be offering, single model for uh, the launch year for Defender ninety.
0: Okay, how about take us on the inside of this?
4: So, one of the key things with Defender is just its simple, functional style. Uh, high-quality materials on that the That appeals to the, to the throwback Land Rover enthusiasts, no? Well, exactly, and the the whole intent of this vehicle is that it can be, it's dual purpose, it's not precious, it's fully functional, it can be used, you know, for whatever the user might want to use it for, and that's going to be individual, but some, just some features to call out. You've got grab handles. Um, around different places. You call them grab handles, grab Most handles. people call them oak handles. Yeah, well, we could call. It. <laughs> I didn't want to get that on tape, but you said it, so that's okay. Um, and uniquely in this vehicle as well, we've got this center jump seat, which will be part of our first edition spec. It can fold down. You now that get center jump seat, that's kind—it's
0: of, elevated though, too, huh? It's, it's a little like, elevated. It's about like two inches from the two driver. Yeah, yeah, from
4: the driver and passenger seat. Interesting. Okay. And that folds down. you got some cup holders on the back. If it is folded down, but well, that provides occasional seating for uh, you know, a teenager, child, or. And so
0: you're Simon. You're about five eleven. Not, okay, five eleven. I would presume that you sitting in the front row and me standing at five eight, that I would still be able to sit pretty comfortably in the back here.
4: Oh yeah, you should be able to.
0: So this is this. So it's this a kind of, five seater. A, well five, six,
4: you can almost do six though. Well, no? you can actually, you're yeah. right with the center jump seat. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, five right. or six seats, Okay. depending on how you option.
0: Uh, the How's the infotainment system and the technology built into the car?
4: So we have a brand new infotainment system um, launching in Defender, it's uh, called PIVI, um, Premium Integrated Vehicle Infotainment. So it uh, really mirrors a lot of the same uh, usage and functionality that uh, a smart a mobile, device would. Remote. Yeah, okay. so mm-hmm. pinch and swipe type technology Perfect. with a very flat menu system. So people can get to the places, make the adjustments that they want to very easily.
0: Let's take a look at the trunk area here.
4: Spare, spare wheel mounted on the tailgate. So got a lot the
0: tire on the back. Again, that's going yeah. to appeal to a lot of enthusiasts, especially a lot of enthusiasts who kind of to their so they're disliking, you know, because this is not the 1997 Defender, mm-hmm. you know, they're having a tough time adjusting to this new one. I personally like it, but so this third door on the 90 has a handle on here.
4: And this does not open. On this does city. not open. Yeah.
0: On, on the 90 does not open. No, or it just- it
4: opens. It just doesn't open on this one. This is a this is a, a prototype. So the limit there's limitations as to what we can do with this.
0: God, I love the the, the rear lights. square LED brake lights on there. That's pretty phenomenal.
4: So you called the wheel out before. There's a really good functional reason why the wheel is on the tail door other than it looks cool. You underslung the wheel. You put it underneath, and it limits the departure angle. If you're doing any serious off roading, you want to be able to generate the maximum clearances at the front and rear to get in to situations and to get out of situations. So by putting the wheel here. You maximise that uh, departure angle at the rear.
0: Great. Final verdict for me. Wait. So is that a, is that a camera up top? Kind of like a, on an antenna fin. Yeah, exactly. Is, yeah.
4: That, is that the rear camera? Is that what that is? So, so there is a there is another camera on the vehicle at the back. So this features what we call clear sight. It's a feature that we call clear sight rear view, um, and it doubles as a alternative to the rear view mirror. Right, So uh, you can switch the rear view mirror to either be a traditional rear view mirror or to be clear sight, be able to see the image from the camera. You got a 50 degree field of view, so it gives you a really good view out of the back of the vehicle, depending on what you might be, uh, what you, what you might be needing to look at.
0: Fantastic. All right, let me ask you this. You sound like you're from the UK. Yeah, correct. The Land Rover, Uh, has a historic uh, tenure, uh, especially with the British Army. With the relaunch, what are your thoughts about this relaunch, especially given your roots to the UK culture?
4: So I think it's a massive step for Land Rover because everything you see from the Land Rover portfolio perspective today, originated from the original or the original versions of the Defender, which were conceived in the 1940s. So, two big things: we've got Defender back. Defender is the core of what the Land Rover brand is all about, and it it will it will offer the best capability of uh, broadest capability, span of capability of any vehicle that we we sell. Okay. Price range of the of the 90. It's start the 90 starts a little under 50,000. The 110, which launches first, around 50,000, so 49 and change.
0: And I believe if I when I did a build out of these cars, I think it can escalate all the way up to about a $90,000 vehicle. So there will be your price range there. What's that? A little less.
4: A little less than 90? If you if you get I, an when X, I scoped it out. It, it, I think if you get an X with a lot of options, you're probably getting up there. Yeah, yeah. So affordable and certainly plenty of options for your l- low priced variants so you can get it in the 50s and 60s but clearly if you want the the best look and the best capability uh you can get up to the price range that you're talking about
0: great simon thank you very much for the tour i appreciate it listeners uh, don't forget i will put on the episode page that you can also listen to the episode entitled why enthusiasts are the defenders of land rovers future which talk about uh, how there, you know, there's a couple enthusiasts that are on there, and they explain kind of the history of the Defender, not only in America but also in the UK. So be sure you tune into that episode. All right, we are at the Jaguar booth right now. They're displaying some. Very beautiful, very expensive vehicles. Luxury cars are my favorite. You got the, well, with me to, to give an audible tour of the Jaguar booth is?
5: Rob Filipovich, um, the Product Strategy Director for Jaguar Land Rover North America.
0: Excellent, Robert. So one of the things that I'm looking at that seems like it's a new design is the E-Type over here. Uh, is this E-Type a new design here?
5: Yeah, so this is the XC sedan. Um, it's a it's a XC, car we originally. Sorry, yeah. Oh yeah, no problem. Um, it's a car that we originally launched in 2016, um, and just this past year went through a, a great refresh um, where we added a lot of new uh, design elements front and rear, um, went to LED headlights, um, and really kind of changed a, a number of things on the interior. Um, so it's a, a super exciting one for us, and and it really is kind of the starting point of the Jag brand um, in, in, the, in the U.S. market.
0: Yeah, I, I ha- kudos to you guys because uh, this uh, XE definitely looked a bit dated. It didn't really kind of compete with a lot of the other luxury manufacturers that would have a sedan of its comparable size. But now the way that it looks, it definitely kind of seems that it's still Jaguar-esque. But definitely more modern sleeker lines to it as well so kudos to you guys oh thank you What's, how's the technology then in this XE?
5: Uh, xc it's great um, and it's really got the a technology base that we have across our whole portfolio okay tell um, me more where, about that where every one of our cars now is connected um, they're all running our um, next generation infotainment system ngi um, which is also known as touch pro um, and, and touch pro duo in the ipace um, which really is kind of uh, the, the cutting edge of, of infotainment as far as overall capabilities in terms of connected navigation, um, connected data, um, full integration of CarPlay and Android Auto, uh, but then also having the full connectivity for software over-the-air updates as well. Is there, uh, oh,
0: software uh, over-the-air updates, that's, that's great. Uh, how about the... Um some of the advanced driving features such as you know, you know adas essentially so like yeah. adaptive cruise control does does the xe have that
5: absolutely so we have adaptive cruise control across the whole portfolio um and, and now it's progressing on to to have the full stop and go capabilities um we're also getting into into the gen- generation of steering assist with that um and then that working in complement with our our lane departure and lane keep assist, our blind spot monitors, um, including the, the cross-traffic alerts. So if you're pulling out of a spot and there's a car coming across um, the behind you, um, it'll warn you of that. So that's really that kind is, of the yeah, full 360 um, helper. Such uh, an co-pilot. underestimated
0: uh, feature that's a cross-traffic system. Oh, I yeah. That's happened a few times. It's definitely alarmed me in, in my car, my Audi, but certainly backing out, and you do get the abrupt brake. But nonetheless, it helps. It makes you definitely be more aware of your surroundings. Because then, if it's if it doesn't actually apply, apply the brakes, then do you still have like the notification, kind of the symbols that there's oncoming traffic that's approaching?
5: Absolutely. We've yeah, got okay. a, we've got an audible alert as well as visual. Okay. Um, so it, it's it's a great system because it is it's. Um, uh, parking lots are, are a busy spot <laughs> and, and how do you make sure kind of you're you're aware of everything around you?
0: Okay, so as we take a look around, we have the XE, we have the, of course, the signature XJ and this is the extended body, it looks like. Yes. We, of course, have the Sexy F-Type, <laughs> uh, which is amazing. This is a convertible here.
5: Absolutely. Uh,
0: and before we even get like to the F-Pace, which is another great vehicle, you guys uh, have, launched your own electric vehicle called the i Yes. Now describe the category of this car because it definitely doesn't look like it's a SUV and it definitely doesn't look like it's a wagon or maybe it is a
5: wagon. Yeah, it's very much a, a crossover. Uh, we still like to think of it more towards the, closer to the SUV realm. Um, obviously what you're seeing right now is actually it in, in its um, lowered height. Um, both for helping aiding ingress, egress, but also at speed, um, assisting with aerodynamics. Um, But when you actually look at the overall footprint, the amount of space, um, EV giving us that opportunity to have a tremendous amount of interior space, headroom, cargo space, um, that it really is kind of in that area of crossovers and SUVs for the overall space comfort and utility that you get.
0: Can we take a look inside? Absolutely so uh you have the door handles that are do these um do these be yeah, are they so they're, flush they're initially they're
5: deployable so i don't have the key on me uh, but they they recess in again helping aerodynamics yeah.
0: although that's i would think that's pretty minimal in terms of the aerodynamic
5: it's uh it's it's we're in the world where every count uh, as far as um coefficient of drag helps um just extend range and, and extend the usability
0: so Uh, both electronic screens here, if it's your center uh, dash, uh, or if it's the center console for the in-vehicle entertainment. Actually, it looks like there's another, there's three screens. Yeah, so
5: there's uh, three, and you can go up to four screens with the head-up display, uh, but you have a full digital instrument cluster, and then the in-control Touch Pro Duo, um, which gives you full digital controls of the climate systems, uh, as well as the navigation and, and all other um, programmable features.
0: And that's a huge sunroof. No, it's Absolutely. not even a sun, is it? It doesn't retract though.
5: No, it doesn't retract, uh, but it is a full glass roof from uh-huh. from front to behind the rear seats. Um, and, and not only that, but it's also um, full UV protection uh, as well as um, kind of aiding in the overall solar loading. So it, it's, you get the wide open experience and the, and the view to the skies above, uh, but yeah, also you so get ultimate is, comfort.
0: And so there is a power, um, you know, moonroof cover here essentially then, or roof cover.
5: Oh, uh, no, it's, the, um, it's
0: somewhat transparent.
5: Yep, and then that's removable as well, so you can actually get the full um, open glass experience.
0: And uh, so this is a five-seater, little tight in the back. I mean, you're a tall dude. How tall are you, Robert? Oh, 6'5". You're 6'5". Uh, you definitely don't want to be sitting in the back of this. It's, if, it's if an interesting Uber picks actually, you, up. you
5: can fit two of me um, in, in front and back. No, uh, no. Um, absolutely. Come on, sit, <laughs> sit, sit in there.
0: Robert is 6'5". The driver's seat, again, I'm 5'8". The driver's seat would probably be actually where I am. Okay, so there is plenty of leg room for you. Oh, yeah.
5: Although yeah. And now we're good on there. Yeah, yeah. You're,
0: You'll get sunburned <laughs> over there. Uh, you're, the, the roof of your uh, dome piece will get sunburned. Okay. Uh, let's look at the boot yeah and the wheels on here these uh you got like a carbon fiber trim on these 22s
5: holy yeah. cow and then the, the carbon actually aids arrow there as far as the blade design you know i
0: guess that's the one nice thing about an electric car is then it's an electric car you're doing good for the environment so then the superficial party you can say ah well let me put 22s on my car now instead of 20s <laughs> all right so that's a good size boot absolutely power size rear door um Give me a, a starting price
5: range for the iPACE. So the iPACE starts at $69,000 um, and that's for, it's a EV400. So it's a 400 horsepower combined power between the two um, electric motors. And is there only um, really um, one so motor, motor in all that's wheel wheel drive. Yep. And then it's a mm-hmm. 90 kilowatt hour battery. Um, so EPA range is just under 240 miles, um, but you also get four and a half seconds, zero to 60.
0: Okay. So it starts at sixty nine thousand and change, and probably goes up to what maybe about a ninety thousand dollar vehicle. Then yeah,
5: a little below that in in the in the mid eighties.
0: Okay, so you got a competition, of course, with the Tesla Model Y, Model Y, it's the Model Y.
5: Yeah, and getting a, and then also mm. getting up into Model S, Model X territory.
0: So. Model X, that's what yeah. it is. Model X, yeah. Tesla Model X, as well as then the Audi um, e-tron, e-tron as well. Absolutely. Okay, so then we turn around, and now we're looking at a kind of this uh, electric blue F Pace. Absolutely, no, F Pace.
5: Yes, yep. F Pace SVR.
0: SVR. What is the SVR?
5: It is. Um, it's our, our top performance version of the F Pace. Um, so or it is a, a supercharged V8. Supercharged um, V8. Yeah, 575 horsepower. Um, through an eight-speed transmission. Um, so it's zero it to 60, du- just over four. Is it a dual, uh, dual clutch? No, it's um, so it's an eight-speed automatic, uh, but it with a with a speed shift. So um, okay. shift times are roughly the same as what you would get out, out of a dual clutch transmission.
0: And um, connectivity features of this car, similar to others, has all the ADAS features.
5: Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so and- this is one of those as far as, Connectivity N8AS, we've made a very clear commitment for it um, across the portfolio.
0: And let's see, the F-Pace starts at 45,200, but this car that you have uh, on the showroom floor here, if you will, is right at 87,780, about yes. 80, $88,000 for the F-Pace SVR. Again, kind of rivaling that I-Pace. Whew, that I-Pace is pretty expensive now. And I can uh... see it. Cause it and I, I get a V8, even though it's an internal combustion engine. I don't
5: know. And it's—I um, think the the big thing is uh, it's it's delivering performance, it's delivering experience, and in, in different forms for different customers. Um, I think that's the the beauty with all of the new powertrain technologies that we have and the diversity of the lineup is there's really something for everyone. Um, and and it's one of those things that uh, just depending on on what you enjoy most. Um, we've got we've got something to cater to you
0: hey we're at the mercedes-benz booth and of course they come in very strong showcasing a lot of
6: their products uh, we have with me... Hi, I'm Paul LaPenta from Mercedes-Benz Product Management.
2: Hi, I'm Carrie Richardson, AMG Product Manager. Catherine Gephardt, Mercedes-Benz PR.
6: All right, three
0: people at Mercedes-Benz, that's that's called service. They're always about service, so of course they're gonna give you service when you ask for it. So Paul, we are gonna be looking at here, one of the vehicles on the stage here it looks like it has a modern kind of uh, hubcap design on this. What are we looking at? What, what, what is this white SUV we're looking at?
6: So this is our all new GLS 63 AMG. So this is our one of our product debuts here today along with the GLE 63 S. And as you pointed out, we have a very special wheel on here. It's a special AMG forged wheel design.
0: And in terms of uh, this, of course, this, because this is the uh, full size SUV It's the AMG, it comes fully loaded with options. Uh, What's some of the technology that's in this vehicle?
6: Sure, so um, very well equipped. It comes standard with our driver assistance package, um, which has our full suite of driver assistance technology, active blind spot assist, active lane keeping assist, steering assist, and of course, the Distronic cruise control. Um, It also comes standard with um, our multi-beam LED headlights, which has really advanced lighting technology and then what
0: what, what does that mean exactly multi-beam headlighting what what does that do exactly sure
6: so the multi-beam headlights it's a full led headlight assembly including the low beam and high beam and there's also an adaptive high beam assist function so that the the car can automatically adjust the high beams um, for the driver
0: okay and i presume it's that's a technology that can play itself out through other vehicles as well that's right okay uh gl AMG GLS GLS, Mm -hmm. sorry GLS AMG 63 I'm gonna say starting price point is 85
2: so pricing hasn't been finalized but you should check your dealerships in early to mid 2020 and you'll definitely be able to find out what the price is
0: very well political professional statement right there (laughs) I like that okay moving on if we're not looking at the GLS then we have the what I believe to be the a better version of the what was it before? It was the M.L.S. that was preceded
6: this. This is now the G.L.E. So yeah, this is our G.L.E. 63 S A.M.G. model. Um, So, as you are correct, we used to call it the ML, and then a few years ago, we actually looked at our entire portfolio and we changed our nomenclature to kind of align in our lineup. So you have A, C, E, and S. Those are the core model ranges. And then each of those, you have the GLA, which is the SUV in the A segment, GLC, GLE, and GLS. Um, So one of the highlights that I'd like to point out, maybe for the GLE, which is actually also in the GLS, but it applies to both, is our new MBUX technology. So that's our Mercedes-Benz user experience. Um, So this is actually the first time that we've used touchscreen technology in the car. But the really amazing thing about about this is that it comes with an intelligent assistant as well. So you can say, hey Mercedes, and the car is always listening, and then you can kind of give it different commands, so natural speech recognition. The other thing that's really important is that even though we've added a touch screen, we have many different uh, different ways to interact with the, with the system. So you have touch pads on the steering wheel so you can completely control your instrument cluster and your head unit completely from the steering wheel without moving your hands. You have the natural speech recognition, you have the touch screen, and you have a touch pad on the center console. So there's really a wide variety of ways to interact with the system, making it easier for the driver. And of course, safety is of utmost concern
0: well, and if, you know, I don't want to discriminate against my female listeners. I presume the voice assistant helps when you're putting on makeup and you're balancing the steering wheel with your knee. Is that would that be correct?
2: It can help with all driver situations.
0: <laughs> I love it. She's she's a perfect one liner of of, of 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 professionalism. All right, let's take a look at what we got here. Is the Maybach? Ah, oh, the Maybach, the luxurious Maybach.
6: So this is our Mercedes Maybach S650. Um, So the Maybach S-Class is a longer version of the S-Class. So it's eight inches longer. All of that room goes into the rear seat. So for the rear seat passengers, um, our customers, some of them choose to be driven in the Maybach and some choose to drive themselves because you do have at your command a 621 horsepower V12 bi-turbo engine. So the car is super smooth and elegant to be driven in. It's also a lot of fun to drive. Um, this one's actually finished in a really special color. It's called Arabian Gray, yeah. and it's part of our new Designo uh, offering. So, we're offering some special paint colors starting for model year 2020. Um, and this is actually a, a heritage color from the Mercedes Benz portfolio from the 1960s that we've re, we, uh, we kind of uh, reintroduced now. Yeah, that's fascinating. Of course,
0: you have the Maybach logo on there too, which is super, super classy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Any, any, it, because this is the Maybach here. Are there any additional technologies that are on this car that's not in, for instance, you know, even the fully loaded uh,
6: GLS? So the the Maybach really comes, you know. The, so the GLS and the S Class are kind of at you know the S Class level segment. So really, the technology is very similar. Um, the S Class and the Maybach don't have the Mercedes Benz user experience yet, um, but it does have all of the same safety technology that we talked about on the GLS. So you have our full active uh, driver assistance package. is standard active braking assist, blind spot assist. Um, And there's, of course, a host of also very luxurious technology in the Maybach, such as the air balance package, which both ionizes the air to clean the air and purify the air, as well as a fragrance uh, so that the driver and and passengers of the car can choose a special Maybach fragrance or some other ones that we offer. Of course. Uh, Absolutely. Of course. I
0: mean, of course you need that special fragrance in the car while you're driving. And do we have a
6: price range for this? Sure, I think, um, so we have two versions of the Maybach S-Class. We have the S560, which is a formatic version, V8. Um, I believe that starts around $170. Um, we can get the exact price for you. Um, $170's fine. Mm-hmm. And, and the V12 version starts around 200 Of course, and there's probably like a plus
0: price range when you get to something that's a little more, I guess these are already loaded. Yeah, exactly. So
6: that's actually the great part about this is that the Maybach uh, version of the S-Class is is really fully loaded. Um, The only options are if you want the kind of what we call the executive rear seat package, which gives you the four seats. So two seats in the rear instead of three. Um, And then the only other options are paint, trim and kind of upholstery so really it's you know all the technology and all the features are completely standard it's really more about kind of customization and selection
0: all right so as we move around the booth here we got people who are making calls uh, around us but that's okay so let's dance on over to some of the well let's see is this a e-class coupe right here the white one yep yes it is this is our e450 coupe so there is no more. I mean, this is kind of taking its design a little bit from the from like the CLS of way back when of yesteryear, right? I mean, a little bit shorter of a body, but nonetheless, it still has you know the especially the rear w- uh, window.
6: There's no like break uh, in the glass there, right? That separates the front from the rear. Yeah, exactly. So the. The E-Class Coupe and the S-Class Coupe are both what we call pillarless designs, meaning that they don't have a B-Pillar. And we can do that because of course, you know, our safety technology and our our design of the vehicles allow for that. So even in a a rollover situation, the roof strength has been increased so much that you don't need the B-Pillar. But what that gives you is that kind of really awesome of open air feeling so if you put down the the driver and passenger and then the rear windows you have this complete wide opening kind of in the cabin there
0: mercedes has done that right with the coupes um at least especially with the the longer coupes e-class and then as especially the s-class coupe do you have is there an s-class coupe here we don't have an s-class coupe today no okay all right what are we looking at here that has kind of a porsche-esque design to it. I know you're going to hate I know.
6: Throw me over
0: the bridge for saying that I get
6: it. So this is our AMG GT four-door coupe. Um, this oh, per- this is mm-hmm. it? Yes. This particular one is the GT 63 S. Um, so this is the top performance one in the lineup. Um, the GT four-door coupe comes in three different models. We have our GT 53, GT 63, and GT 63 S. So the 63 models are a 8 by turbo and the 53 is actually our six-cylinder um, our, our bi-turbo six-cylinder with ISG technology. And price range on this?
2: So for the GT63S Coupe, it starts at about 159
0: And I presume price range on something like this would be plus or 30000
2: so the gt sixty three 63s coupe comes very highly equipped as our most of our 63s models do um, so aside from paint and upholstery there aren't many options that you can particularly add a few packages but you know it's a highly equipped vehicle to start with
0: okay excellent all right let's go to kind of one of the last was, now did you say that this was a new uh, feature for the AMG lineup
6: well, I guess we were, just,
0: yeah. What is what is this one over here?
6: The white one. Yes. So that is our new GLE fifty three coupe, GLE fifty three mm-hmm. coupe.
2: Yeah. So this is a three liter inline six, which is new to the um, SUV family for AMGs. Um, as you can see, it has our iconic AMG specific radiator grille. Um, it has sleek body lines. It's our coupe SUV entry performance model.
0: In price range
2: pricing hasn't been announced yet but stay tuned.
0: <laughs> it's the only way to end this Mercedes-Benz booth. That's the proper way. Well guys, thank you very much for for showing myself and all all, all the listeners around. Uh, again, when you check out the Mercedes-Benz booth, be sure you look at all these particular models. One that we didn't actually get to talk to, which I'm sure you will see that it will be here, is the Mercedes-Benz
6: what's the electric? The EQC. The EQC. Yes. Yeah we're really excited about that and we can actually tell you the price on that car today. Um, we actually announced our EQC 400 formatic. Uh, uh, we'll start at 67,900 and you'll be very excited to know that um, that car comes so well equipped that even if you add every single option it's we are really only able to add another 10 or 11,000 to the car to have a fully loaded designo vehicle.
0: Right, guys, now we are at the BMW booth and of course completing out the German Big 3. We're going to be doing an audible tour of BMW and here with us is... Ralph. Ralph, what's your last name Ralph?
1: Ralph Mahler, I'm Ralph. responsible within BMW for product planning and strategy in US.
0: Excellent, so Ralph let's start here with this Matt Gray 330e tell us about this car
1: yeah so that's a brand new plug-in hybrid which is coming to the market uh, in january uh, 2020. Um, it's a four-cylinder engine combined with an electric drivetrain so therefore it it can drive uh, electrically up to around about 20 miles um, it also uh, is eligible for HOV lane access here in California, which is really a big topic since you know streets are always jammed and crowded over here. So HOV lane gives you an, an, an advantage in terms of traveling. So this car is, as I said, brand new, and in terms of, uh, of uh, um, consumption and practicability, it's a perfect daily drive car um, for commuting, uh, but also for enjoying the BMW jeans in general. Uh, it comes with auto- autonomous driving systems uh, which are state-of-the-art, so besides the, the standard uh, blind spot detection and stuff like that, it also has uh, a, um, a um, pilot assist system in there um, which basically um, has a, a um, dynamic uh, cruise control in there. So pilot
0: assist, um, the pilot assist system is the driver assistance
1: uh, control, the adaptive cruise control Correct. Adjust the speed, the distance Correct. between it, it cars breaks. and then stop and it, go. It, exactly. It stops automatically. It go, it, it starts again. Um, it's, it's completely um, hand free uh, until uh, a speed of six, uh, 40 miles per hour. So it's 60 kilometers per hour. Uh, so you basically don't have to do anything. Uh, it, the car does it all by themselves. That's basically for all the new cars we have here on the BMW stand. That does apply. So it comes with a brand new. Um, head unit, which is basically like the, the um, central co- um, processing unit, and it also comes with a new operation system, what we call M7, um, uh, and so all these cars basically have these kinds of features.
0: Okay, so now let's move to the left over here, and we're yeah. looking at the X3. Exactly,
1: so that's also a plug-in hybrid. It comes also with a drivetrain, which combines a four-cylinder um, combustion engine with a uh, electric drivetrain. Um, it's, it's also around about the same um, e-range, around about 20 miles. It it's also will be eligible for HOV lane access. Uh, so as I said, for California, great, great topic. Uh, it comes in standard wheel, but also in all-wheel drive versions. Oh,
0: good. And uh, listeners, so in terms of uh, EV tax rebates, 7500 from the federal government. And if you're in the state of California, we're at 2500 And I believe Edison Electric, if they still have it, they are also giving another $1,000 for a rebate. So now let's move to some of your newer models here, your latest and greatest. Yeah. Uh, So let's start with uh, this electric blue BMW with some perfectly matching (laughs) rims, this kind of gold satin finish to it.
1: Yeah, that's that's a special car. Um, It's called the M2 CS. Uh, It's going to be a limited edition, it will hit the market in the second half of 2020. Uh, It comes with with the uh, engine uh, or drivetrain you would know from the M3, it has 444 horsepower. Uh, It is a CS which basically means for competition or stands for competition sport. So it's a little bit more than a regular competition, it's it's definitely a high performance model. You can use for daily street driving but you can also use it for track driving. So that's, that's a really fun car. Um, and, and when does it come out then? Or, or? So it, it's gonna be available in the US in the second half of 2020.
0: Second half of 2020.
1: Yeah, by the way, the, with the 330e, because that will come out in January, is Correct. there a price range on that yet? Um, there we haven't we haven't communicated the price that we will do that uh, in a couple of, of, of weeks. Um, How about the X3 plugin? Same, same thing, same, same thing.
0: For M2, same. All right, now we move to what we have as a Kind of a forest green, metallic green. <laughs> yeah, with
1: with the with the yellow LED. Yeah, that's that's something BMW-ized. really Yeah, that's something real sp- uh, specific. So what you see over here is an is the brand new M8 Grand Coupe in a first edition. Um, so that car will come as you can see now with the with the yellow um, angelized Corona the- uh, or Angel Eyes, whatever you would call it. Uh, it also has the kidney in a certain color. Uh, and uh, so the, the amount of cars for the US is limited to 50, so it's the first edition. Uh, and afterwards, of course, you can, you can get the car in any configuration you want to have. Uh, but that's very specific. Uh, it's brand new. Uh, it's basically now the, the third M8 we, we will introduce into the market. Uh, we started with the M2, uh, M8 um, Coupe and then followed by the convertible. And now we have the Grand Coupe, which is basically the four-door version of it.
0: Phenomenal, yeah. man. There's
1: there's it's, lots of competition in this segment uh, here. Oh, oh, absolutely, and it also comes in two. Since you said competition, it always co- also comes in two different uh, variants. So it's it's either the the regular M8 with 600 horsepower or the uh, competition. M8 Competition, which has uh, um, 617 horsepower, also some adaptions to the to the suspensions, uh, also in terms of the interior configuration, a little bit uh, um, differenti- differentiated. So. It's, it's a real nice car, I love it. And uh, do we have a price range on this M8? Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, we do have a price range for this one. Uh, that comes, as you can see over here, uh, as a non-competition, uh, it would be at 130. Uh, as a competition, around about 143,000. Is there much more that can still be added on top of? Oh, oh yeah, of course. There, okay. Yeah, okay. You, you can add a little bit, uh, not that much, uh, but you can, still, you can still add a little bit. Okay.
0: All right, and last we have a particular, what kind of like blue? Like, an, this is like an iridescent blue <laughs> with some green in there. Yeah. What, to,
1: what are we looking at on this particular BMW? So, that is a brand new two series Grand Coupe, as we call it. It's basically a sedan concept, it's in the small cost segment. Uh, It's built on a front-wheel drive architecture, but it's going to be also available as an all-wheel drive version. It comes in two different models. It's a 228i, which has 228 uh, horsepower HP. And the model you see over here is an M235i. That comes with a 302 HP four-cylinder engine, um, turbo engine, uh, and it it drives fantastically. So I, I was just able to drive this car two weeks ago in Munich. On our internal test tracks and I, I can tell you I'm absolutely overwhelmed and um, because the, the main criticism everybody usually has is that front-wheel drive is not is not something everybody would see well of course it's it's the cheaper way um, but no it's it definitely is not so it, it has uh, first of all front-wheel drive for smaller cars has a couple of advantages because in terms of functionality of the car for the interior cabin it's much better than a rear-wheel drive architecture and now, using the latest technology, you, you will see that it's hardly it's going to be hard for, for most of the customers to differentiate whether it's a front-wheel drive or a rear-wheel drive Now, car. would this be fair? Is this BMW's first front-wheel, then? Uh, no, it's not. As a matter of fact, globally, it's not. Um, in the U.S. market? In the U.S. market, we also have, for example, the X1. It uh, comes also as a front-wheel drive version. It is Mainly, it's an, it's an all-wheel drive, but it also is available as a front-wheel drive version as well. Okay, and so you said this
0: is a concept uh, car here. No, it's uh, not
1: a concept. No, oh, no that's, okay. that's
0: a production car. That's a production car. Oh, and, absolutely. And, but it's not available in the United States yet. It
1: is, uh, not yet. Uh, so as a matter of fact, start of production of this car just started a couple of days ago back in Germany. Okay. Uh, it, it will hit the market in March next year. Excellent. Yeah, starting price will be at 37,500. That's very reasonable. Absolutely. Very reasonable, absolutely okay. Well, Ralph, thank you very much for giving it, us a tour. I it appreciate it. It was my it. pleasure, thanks Dennis.
0: Okay, now we are at the Lincoln booth, and ladies and gentlemen, I must tell you, Lincoln has been doing a great job with their product lineup over the last couple of years, perhaps since the days of Matthew McConaughey, but it certainly has picked up a bit more appeal. They even have a vehicle that we're going to talk about here in a second that is up for the North American uh, International Auto Show Award, but we will get to that in just a second. I'm here with... Raymond Patterson, product specialist for Lincoln and raymond so there's a host of suvs here maybe we can start with what you have as the smallest suv and then tell us about what the biggest one is
7: okay so we'll start out with the corsair corsair is being brand new for 2020. in actuality the corsair is a replacement vehicle for our mkc so the mkc had its last production year 2019 For 2020, it became the Corsair, but again, it is an all new vehicle from the ground up. So we're looking at four cylinder turbos, one a two liter, which is a base engine. They can upgrade also to a 2.3 liter. Um, The layout, the design interior wise is very similar to what we're showing now in our Navigator, which is our full size SUV, where if you get an opportunity to jump inside, you'll take a peek at the push buttons for the transmission shifting and they're actually set up like piano keys. Look at so this interior only- color.
0: What, what's the interior color? This kind of like this this blue leather. It
7: is, exactly. The color is called Beyond Blue. So that is our Beyond Blue interior in this particular one, which is a Revel, I'm sorry, which is a reserve package. So it comes in in a Corsair, a Reserve 1, and a Reserve 2. Okay. Yes. From there, we move up to our next size up, which would be the Lincoln Nautilus. The Lincoln Nautilus is our mid-size five passenger. And this is sits on the platform that shares with our brother in the Ford lineup with the Edge. But the course, I'm sorry, the Nautilus is a new name for the MKX. So it replaces the MKX. Got it. So Lincoln has decided to go away from the MK nomenclatures. So if you notice inside the instrument cluster and the center console is all, all going to appear, somewhat dated, but it's because this one has not gone over under a full redesign. I appreciate that, refresh. honestly, because
0: I would have said I would have said a bit
7: dated, too. Indeed, indeed. But That's, it's it's still it's still luxurious, though. Absolutely. From what the technologies can... are still there because simply because it appears dated. it still has our adaptive cruise control with stop and go. It has lane centering. It has the blind spot information system with cross-traffic alert. So the cross-traffic alert um, portion is the backing out of a parking space, 45 feet each way. It's gonna detect an obstacle coming or a mm-hmm. vehicle okay. coming. So it alerts you. Are those fee- are those technologies standard in a lot of uh, in, in, in all the products? They are not They're because not. they come in a package which is labeled the technology package. Okay. So the technology package lumps in basically the blind spot information system. Also the adaptive cruise control with stop and go. So those are lumped into a technology. Technology package okay you ready from that one we go to the brand new one which would be the aviator the we'll save av- no. that one okay. let's get
0: to the navigator, navigator which
7: is your full-size SUV Absolutely. here introduced in 1998 we were the first ones to do a full-size luxury SUV now it is on its third incarnation redesigned in 2018 has a 3.5 twin turbo v6 400 horse I'm sorry 450 on the horse 510 on the torque And if you notice the layout and I said what was similar to what we're doing in the Corsair again It is the piano key layout of the gear shift knob. And also, it has a 30-way perfect position seats with active motion.
0: Seriously, this is like an office ergonomic kind of chair setup here that's in this. That's why we call
7: it perfect position. You also have, if you notice, you have the individual thigh supports, thigh extenders for those of us Individual thigh extenders. Oh, indeed. Well, yeah, that's definitely you versus me. (laughs) (laughs) I have a bit of a long leg, so that kind of helps in those long trips. Now, when it comes to the active motion, there are um, eight air, air bladders in the seats. You can actually adjust the air poundage in each air bladder. Then you can hit the massage after you've got it comfortable and those air bladders will inflate and deflate as you drive. So what it's intended for is for muscle fatigue and blood circulation on those long trips.
0: Oh, that's super interesting. Indeed. Super interesting. Okay, so actually, before we get to
7: the last car here, price range of the Corsair? Corsair, you're starting at 36. You're going to top out if you go into the Reserve 2 package fully loaded, you can get it up to about 58. 58. Yes. And the Nautilus? The Nautilus starts at 41, and because it still has a black label package, you can top out at about 65. And the Navigator, the Navigator full size Navigator starts the at 74, well, 75. You can top out if you go black label fully loaded, you're looking at about 103 in the base length. You can get to about 106 in the Navigator L, which is the extended version. Okay. Now we're moving to
0: the Lincoln Aviator. The Lincoln Aviator was just announced as being a nominee of uh, the North American Truck of the Year Award. And this is the first time that a Lincoln uh, has been nominated for such uh,
7: an award. So tell us about this Aviator here. So the Aviator is a return of an old name. So the Aviator, it did exist 4, and five. It kind of left us for about 15 years. They've brought it back, but it is much different than its predecessor. For one, it sits on an air glide suspension. The air glide suspension allows this vehicle to actually lower itself almost two inches for ease of entry. It also raises back up. You also have a, a higher ride height on snow coverage because in that center console, you have a knob that will adjust the drive modes. So you have five distinct drive modes that are set for this vehicle here it's going to have a start price well there's levels to it let me say this 52 is base 56 is reserve 78 is going to put you into the black label gasoline version now i say gasoline version because we're also going to offer this vehicle in a plug-in hybrid version you're also going to offer it so it's not offered now not yet it's going it's due by the end of the year and we're calling it our Grand Touring. So it's the Aviator Grand Touring. That is going to start at 68 and the black label version will start at 88. This has like a very Range
0: Rover-esque,
7: Range Rover Sport-esque exterior feel to it. And that is a comment that we've gotten quite a bit. So, and my response to that is yes, there are similar lines to what Range Rover is doing. And I cannot say that drawings that were put together for this vehicle, didn't have what Range Rover is doing in mind.
0: And this looks like it has the same kind of office ergonomic chair as the, Navi- as the Navigator.
7: That 30-way perfect position seat is available here. Now what it does has also, which is um, similar to what we offer in our Continental, which is our sedan, is soft closed doors because it's an electronic door latch. So it's not an actual physical mechanical latch. Right? And I, I
0: must say the interior leather, which is that of kind of like a uh, I'd call this almost like an Amarone wine color. (laughs) Uh, It's, I mean, for someone like myself, as a 40 year old, I wouldn't have it personally, but I also wouldn't say that this is awful and only reserved for a 60 year old or something like that. It's still
7: very nice. This is called our destination package and the color is actually mahogany red. Mahogany red. And I say it's a part of our black label package because black label gives you three interior design themes. So one of the themes is destination being the mahogany red. You also have a white, which is just chalet. And then the last one is a luggage tan interior and that is our flight interior and then outside of it being black label you have a choice of four different interior colors
0: well this is great raymond you've been very very helpful and listeners i hope forgive all the background noise it is louder than lincoln booths but it only adds to the atmosphere there are certainly a lot of beautiful suvs that they do have around here it'd be you'd well be wise to be to to take a look at these suvs again just give it a glance it's, it's probably going to take you out of your comfort zone because it's not something you've probably perhaps considered but certainly they've done a great job in the styling. I get to drive it and experience it, but the looks, and for those that, you know, cars and car buying is still an emotional thing, the looks are on point at the moment on what Lincoln has done. So Raymond, thanks very much for, for the tour.
7: Dennis, I appreciate you, it's my pleasure.
0: Hey listeners, if you enjoyed this episode, Please be sure to share this episode with your family and your friends. You can follow us along on any of our popular social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. And you can always visit wiscoweeklypod.com to learn more and sign up and be a part of our community. Don't forget, there are two other episodes you can tune in to hear an audible tour of the LA Auto Show. These other two episodes feature sports cars for dads and a cup holder car review
3: bring back will tell you